Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Good morning. Would you all please rise and let's uh, hear this morning's scripture lesson, the story of Easter as told in John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from its entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and he believed. They did not yet understand the scripture, though, that said that Jesus had risen from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb and continued to cry. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels dressed in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene ran to the other disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. May God bless the reading, the hearing, and the understanding of his word. You may be seated. I encourage you to have your bulletins handy. 
Uh, in your bulletins, you will find spaces that you can take notes. You will find uh, areas that uh, have reflection questions in there for you uh, so that you can uh, reflect on things from today throughout this entire week. Uh, so I encourage you to have those handy with you. So uh, kids say the darndest things, right? Mm-hmm. Many parents have a, a feeling of fear and worry come over them uh, when pastors begin asking questions like I did just a few minutes ago uh, because they're not really sure what their kids are going to say, right? Well, there was a story about a, a little girl who was enjoying her time up front with the pastor and many of her friends, and uh, the pastor asked her on a particular Sunday, she said, what, what exactly is this Sunday? And the little girl shouted right up. She said, it's Palm Sunday. He says, right, very good. And does anyone know what next Sunday is? And of course, it was the same little girl that spoke up and uh, she just couldn't hold it in. And she said, it's Easter. He says, why, yes, it is. Do you know what makes Easter so special? Hoping that one of the other kids might answer. But again, it was this same little girl uh, who answered the question again. She said, yes, Easter Sunday is when Jesus rose from the dead. And before the pastor could say anything else, the little girl continued. But if he sees his shadow, he's got to go back in for seven weeks. <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> After a long Lenten journey, doesn't it feel good to say, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed? Yes. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty God, God, we strive to hear your word today. God, we want to, your message for us. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would not be mine, but that they would be your words for your people, your message today, this Easter day, for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, it really is Easter. The day of celebration when we remember the risen Lord and Savior. That is good news, news that is worth celebrating today. And it's only fitting that we are surrounded by so many flowers, flowers in bloom, and, and even some, if you look around the room, some that are just getting ready to open up and just to release that color into the world. You see, this is the day that we celebrate this new life that we have, the new life that, that is offered in Jesus Christ. However, it's been a long journey, a long journey through Lent to get to this day. And, and you may have feelings of, of doubt, of despair, fear, or worry, especially as we are, continue to face the ongoing pandemic, political unrest, violence in our streets, especially here in, in Elgin, and a horrible war going on in Ukraine. There are many days when, when maybe you just wanted to give up, maybe feeling that it wasn't worth it. Why have hope when we're surrounded by so much pain? But you're here. Easter Day is a day that we remember how good things truly can be. We remember the sacrifice of, of Jesus on the cross for our sins. We can now see that because of Jesus' resurrection, we can look forward to our own resurrection. Everything hinges on this holy act. If the resurrection doesn't happen, where is the hope? 
If the resurrection doesn't happen, where is the future? If resurrection doesn't happen, can we trust God with our lives? But the resurrection did happen. The resurrection did happen. A couple of years ago, I shared uh, the many historical and archaeological and even secular witnesses to Jesus' resurrection. So many people have tried to prove this wrong, many of them actually coming to believe once they discovered the vast amount of evidence of the existence of Jesus Christ in the resurrection. Lee Strobel, many of you probably remember, wrote a book called The Case for Christ. Uh, in which he attempted to prove Christianity wrong, only to to discover the writings from first century historical figures, archaeological evidence, and so much more that he came to the understanding that everything was just as we Christians believe. It's true. It really happened. Lee Strobel searched for God, even though he didn't start out that way. Are you searching for God today? Is that why you're here this morning? Now, some of you are here because you fully believe what I'm talking about. Some of you are questioning the realities, and and let me tell you that that's okay. It's perfectly fine to have questions, to have some doubts. I mean, the disciples didn't get it right all the time either. Or even believe all that they heard. Remember that that Thomas didn't believe in the resurrection at first. At least until he was able to see the marks in Jesus' hands and in his side. I dare say that no one really believed Jesus, what Jesus was trying to tell them throughout this ministry. When he talked about being killed and then three days being raised from the dead. Why? Why? Because even the first group of women that came to the tomb early that morning were not coming by with breakfast to serve Jesus as he came out of the tomb. Mark's gospel tells us that three women came to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. They fully believed that he was still dead. In our reading this morning from John, we find Mary, after the other two disciples had run off, Mourning over not only death, the death of Jesus, but also now the loss of his body. Remember, she says to the angels in the tomb, They have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. She still expects to see the dead body. However, she was seeking Jesus. Just not in the right place. But then again, all three from our passage this morning were seeking Jesus, all with different reactions to this stoneless tomb. Mary was the first one there, and quite possibly didn't get that close to the tomb, according to John. After all, we hear about her noticing the stone being removed and and possibly just assumes that Jesus' body was no longer there. Grave robbers must have come, reached the tomb over the dark hours, and taken Jesus. At least that's what the Romans would have wanted people to believe. That way they could explain the missing body without acknowledging the resurrection. Well, she runs off, 
runs off and grabs and gets Peter and the other disciple, which some would say is John. They, they run to the tomb. John must have been training for some event because he outran Peter. Arrived at the tomb, stopped at the opening. He looked in but didn't go in the tomb. Then Peter finally arrives and doesn't stop at the door. He just goes right into the tomb. After John notices Peter go in, he follows him in. Mary, even after the tomb to leave and go back home, still doesn't enter the tomb. They were all seeking Jesus just in different ways. Some were a little fearful. One was pretty bold. I wonder if this is kind of like our seeking of God. I mean, some of you today are eager in your seeking. You want to enter into the tomb right away. You want to search for Jesus. You're spending your 15 minutes alone with God, finding new ways to worship, study scripture, pray, and reflect on where God is working in your life. Some of you may be a little hesitant, not sure what all of this is about. You, you might be wondering what it could look like to enter into this relationship with Jesus. What will it require? Can I actually do it? You see others around you this morning and, and want that change. And so, even though you didn't run right into the tomb, now that others are entering, you kind of feel comfortable going in and searching for Jesus. Some of you might have been burned by the church in the past. Maybe, maybe you got dragged here by your parents or your grandparents saying it's only one or two days a year that I ask this of you. <laughs> Maybe you feel like you're standing outside of the tomb, not really sure if you want to go in, not sure if you want to believe all of this, not sure if it could possibly be true. So you wait outside. But please notice that this is where Jesus appears and speaks to Mary who, according to John, didn't go inside the tomb. Throughout this Lenten journey, we've been focusing on the last words of Jesus from the cross. And so here on Easter Sunday, I want to mention the first word spoken by Jesus after the cross. Here on Easter Sunday, I want to mention this first word. The word was shared with Mary when Jesus asked, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? And so that's my question for all of you here, all of you that are watching online. Who are you seeking? Are you looking for Jesus? Maybe you're looking for him in, in strange places. And I have to say that's okay. After all, the three from our gospel reading today were looking for Jesus in a grave. Are you looking for Jesus in the dead areas of your life? Are you looking for Jesus in safe spaces, like the sanctuary, a chapel? Are you searching for a deeper meaning to this life? Are you wondering how to live a good life, one that offers hope and promise to others. 
searching for the right things to do. Jesus came to this earth as a human being so that we could learn truly how to live. He taught many lessons and gave us examples of what it meant to be good, to be just, and to be kind. He taught us how to love one another. And then in his final act, he showed how to serve one another. He died on a cross so that we could be reconciled to God and then became the first fruits of the resurrection. Paul shares in his letter to the Corinthians. Let me share this with you. It's 15, 12 through 20. Now, if Christ is proclaimed and raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people the most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Resurrection is real. It happened. One last thing this morning. After Jesus speaks those words to Mary at the tomb and and Mary doesn't recognize him, he speaks another word, a single word. Jesus simply says, Mary. He calls her by her name. And it is that moment that she recognizes who Jesus is. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus is calling your name? Right where you sit, right in your homes, Jesus is calling your name this morning. He's gently speaking your name, calling you to this journey of hope. Calling you along this path. The question that we have this morning is not that whether the resurrection happened because we know it happened. The question is, is what is your response to Jesus calling your name and saying, come, follow me? Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we hear this story every year. We hear this beautiful story of new life, of sacrifice, of resurrection. God, may it truly be true in our lives.
May we know within not only our heads, but in our hearts that this happened. And God, whether we are in the tomb looking for you or we are standing outside the tomb, not sure if we should go in, God, speak those words to us. Who are you seeking? What is your greater meaning to this life? And as we ask those questions, as we search for whatever it is we think we are searching for, may you softly speak our name so that we may recognize you, so that we would recognize you in the everyday occurrences of our life and even in the extraordinary occurrences of our life. Help us to be resurrection people, to celebrate this good news and help us to fully believe in all that you have taught us. God, all this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's so good to sing that song. So as we get ready to, uh, to leave this place, I wanted to give you a couple of uh, instructions. This Saturday is the Spring Fling. Uh, there's information on our website about that. Uh, next Sunday is Ask a Pastor Sunday. And I wanted to give you a little sneak peek. So Ask a Pastor Sunday is some of these questions. What do you feel is Journey of Hope's number one strength? What do you feel is Journey of Hope's number one area of needing of improvement? Okay. What are your views on God's creation of the earth and all that is in it? What are your thoughts about dinosaurs? So if you want to hear my answers about some of these and plenty of others, also, by the way, know that it's not too late to submit a question. If you got a question that you want to submit for me, there are forms on the, on the table on your way out. The ushers have them. You can grab them, fill one out, and leave it at the Welcome Center. If you're a guest, this is your first time here this morning. Happy Easter, and thank you for being here. Uh, stop by the Welcome Center. we got a little gift for you out there that you can, you can pick up. Uh, yeah, that is it. Oh, no, one more thing. There's a photo booth in the community room. So I know that a lot of people like to take photos in the sanctuary, and I encourage you to continue to do that. But if you want to, also, there's a little photo booth just inside the community room. You can line up with little masks and little things that you put on your head and, and celebrate Easter that way, too. So I encourage you to do that and just stop out, have some coffee, and continue the conversation. Now, go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen. Amen.